0: Good morning, everyone. It's a good-looking group out there. (laughs) There we go. If you're visiting with us this morning, we're really, really thankful that you're here today. Um, What a great way to celebrate Christmas, but at church on Christmas Eve. So I am so thankful that every one of you are here. And um, if you're online, welcome to New Hope. We're so thankful that everyone is joining in today. And it's going to be a different Sunday so if you are visiting, is this is not always how it is. We have a wonderful program coming up from our kids group. Um, usually they do that on a Sunday night, but we are blessed that we get to see them Sunday morning because of weather and a lot of changes that y'all know have happened this month in scheduling. Um, just a couple quick announcements before we get started, though. This beautiful flower um, is in memory, was given in memory of Herman Byers, and we just wanted to announce that this morning. and. Um, As we think about him and and other people this year that we have lost, it is um, a time that we all are praying for those families and thinking of them and um, know that we have so much love and just love for all of you that have lost people this year and that are going through a season and a, a day today and tomorrow that is a lot harder than some others are going through. So we love you and we're thinking about you. Um. Tonight is our beautiful Christmas Eve service, so please, let's fill up the pews and come back tonight at 5 o'clock, and just a quick reminder, I'll throw this in, the Women's Book Club reminder is the 30th, um, is at 10 o'clock for a brunch on December 30th. So not only are the children doing their program today, but we have another wonderful baby dedication this morning, and I just can't picture a better Christmas Eve than to celebrate Advent, to do a baby dedication this morning and a kids program so what a great place to be this morning if you came and if you're watching you just you really you scored big today so let's get started with Advent this is the Advent the week we're studying this week is love and um, this was uh, this is all from God I mean, I want to say always it is, but I know that God has spoken to me about this week. And I wanted really to speak about love this morning in a way that makes everyone smile. That was what I just started off wanting. And to discuss how much love we've been blessed with, which is true. But every time I began to prepare that, I just couldn't continue. The first thing that came to my mind was the color red. But when I say the color red, I don't mean like hearts and and Christmas, and at and this moment, I don't necessarily mean the blood of Jesus, but I do, when I think of love, I think about initially the sacrifices um, that the Israelites had to give, and they were trying to give these sacrifices day and night to keep the commandments of God. Um, when I was thinking about this, God had brought to my attention um, scripture from 2 Samuel, and other ones as well, but this is, through Samuel, this this scripture, through Samuel, God told Saul exactly what to do in this situation, in this battle. Um, There was no question to it. He said, I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel when they waylaid them as they came up from Egypt. He said, now go attack the Amalekites and totally destroy all that belongs to them. Do not spare them, put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. So Saul went out and he attacked the Amalekites, but he brought back the king and the best sheep and cattle and fat calves and lambs, and God was angry. And as we see him become a lot angry, a lot, because of our disobedience and our complete disregard for our Creator. Samuel was angry and he cried out to God all night, Samuel the prophet, that he had disobeyed God and he understood the magnitude and the power of God. And Saul said, but I did obey the Lord. I went on mission that the Lord assigned me. But then Samuel the prophet said, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and the arrogance like the evil of idol- idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has rejected you as king. And I know this sounds odd for the week of love, but. This is the same God of today and the same God tomorrow. The love that we are allowed to receive from God is not a watered-down display for us to work toward or to try to be like. Because when Scripture tells us that the way is narrow, and in Matthew, Jesus tells us that even those who prophesied in my name, who cast out demons in my name, and who called me Lord, they will not enter the kingdom of heaven. When Jesus speaks to Peter... In Matthew and says but he turned to Peter and said get behind me Satan you are a hindrance to me for you are not setting your mind on the things of God but on the things of man when God clearly tells us that we'll be judged for every careless word not even speaking about those that we intend to say or the depths but those in the depths hiding away that no one sees that's who we really are y'all we are not me are not worthy of God's love and the more that I study who God is and what he requires of us and how we throw scriptures around um, out of context and adorn our house with verses out of context, we volunteer in his name and we pray in his name and we pat ourselves on the back for being in the word and growing and, and deciding to do good today and not bad. And, and I'll tell you what I tell myself every day, that I believe that most Christians are following a false god. We are all called to be servants and obedient followers of God. Every single part of our life should be so filled with the Holy Spirit that it's clear to everyone. Church attendance, quiet time at home, Bible studies, podcasts, they're all pointless if that is it. The Holy Spirit is powerful and transforming, and there's no question about it. So there's two paths like we talk about so often that Russ so often tells us, and you either receive it, And you are literally transformed. And the other one is a lot more options, but it's still the same path to destruction. You can hear it and you can say, oh, I agree with that. And yes, but, or I'm trying, but all the way to I do not believe God exists. That is the other. So this week, I pray today and tomorrow that you pray over what is God's love actually, not what do we act like it is or make it out to be the mercy and the grace that he has given us, the reality that most people are not going to choose to let his spirit transform us, that we are blindly going to sit and think that we're fine. So I pray that today and tonight that we let the guilt of who we are set deep into us and the guilt and the reason why Jesus had to be born and and that we let that sink in, that while we are celebrating with our family, that we understand the depth of his birth and what that meant for us. Praise God. And now we will pray, and then we'll have our baby dedication. Father in heaven, I pray your words are yours and none of mine, and I just thank you for the gift of this church and for our pastor, and I thank you for the teachings that he gives us constantly that reveal the truth behind your word. And I pray that that you sink your words into me and change me and transform me on a moment-to-moment basis, Lord, along with everyone in this congregation, that we will be a congregation filled with the Holy Spirit to where everyone notices that something's happened, that our desires to worship and pray are overwhelming, that our desires to be kind and giving and loving and, and, and forgiving are so So crazy that everyone notices, God, I pray that this Christmas, that we forget about everything else going on, even the sadness and and thoughts in our own minds and our own lives, that we focus on what it meant that Jesus was born, that he was the perfect sacrifice, that his blood is the reason that we have a chance to have an eternal life with you, Lord. Praise be to God Almighty,
1: and it's in your name that we pray, amen. I'm going to ask Elizabeth
2: if she would to come up <coughs> with her daughter, and Alan is unable to be with us today, and, uh, but they're bringing their, their daughter to, to dedicate and give over to the Lord, and, and with her comes her parents, and uh, just an example of a family situation. That's right. A family giving over to raising this little girl to the Lord, and what a sweet, uh, what a sweet gesture that is. Um, again, as, as I said, what, what a great way to start uh, a service. What a great way, set the second week in a row, to, to have another baby dedication and, and to dedicate this young little girl to the Lord and to the Lord's cause. And uh, let me be clear that, that nothing that happens today uh, gives her forgiveness of sin. That, that all comes by relationship with Christ. It comes by confession of sin and and uh, accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So, um, but every child is a gift. That's right. Every child is a gift. <laughs> and uh, as, a, as a parent, it's a divine responsibility that we have to, to take care of the children that God blesses us with and, and raise them in the way of the Lord. And today I want to introduce to you one of the newest members of New Oak Baptist Church. Her name is Hazel Helen Elaine Chandler, born on April 24th, 2023, she's captivated, isn't she, <laughs> to Alan and Elizabeth Chandler, and uh, they come today to, to pledge to the Lord Jesus that they want to raise their, their daughter in the ways of the Lord. In Proverbs 22, verse 6, it says, train, up the way, train a child up in the ways you go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Deuteronomy 6, verse 4 through 7 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. These commandments that I will give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. And so in essence, everything you do is about teaching this little girl the way of the Lord. Teaching, him the, teaching her the Scripture and the importance of prayer and, and being in His Word and fellowship with other people. And that passage right there it is a commandment for, for us as parents and for you as a parent to, to love God, to be an example for your daughter. Um, yes, there's a lot of sin, there's a lot of evil in the world, um, but your life has to be an example for her to follow. Um, and, and then second, to teach them to teach your little girl, to teach her how to live a Christian life, to teach her the gospel, introduce her to the Lord Jesus Christ. So that one day she will accept Jesus as her Lord and Savior. Yes, it's a it's a responsibility for you and Alan, for grandparents. Where's Melba? I saw Melba here earlier. Where's Melba? Rachel, Melba, there she is. You know, it it, it it takes a village, doesn't it? And not just only, not only this family, but You, as a church family, the the mission leaders, the Sunday school leaders, um, the church body as a whole, we're all here to help you, and we want to be a part of this little girl's life and bring her up in the way that she she should go. But as parents, you have to live a life of example. You have to, you know, the way you walk and talk, the the example that you give at home, the way you talk to each other, you and Alan, uh, the rest of your family. All that is being seen by her. And so how we live is how she's going to grow up. And so I want to encourage you today to to live that godly life that God has called us to. And so I want to charge you this morning, um, do you recognize that Hazel is a gift from God? And do you give thanks to God for her? Do you dedicate her to the Lord, the one who gave her to you? Do you pledge as, as a parent Will you raise Hazel in the, and, and, and introduce her to the Lord? Will you make every effort with patience and love to build the Word of God, the, the character of Christ, and the joy of the Lord into her life? And do you promise to regularly pray that she will one day trust the Lord as her Savior? Amen. Praise the Lord. And to the church, do you promise to help and support uh, Alan and Elizabeth and raising their daughter in the way of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we come to you this morning. And Father, we thank you for this sweet little girl that you knit together in her mother's womb. That you have a, a specific plan and a, and a purpose for her life. And Father, I thank you for bringing her about. And, and Father, we pray, God, that uh, as this family comes together to offer her her up to you, God, that you would continue to do a good work in her life. Lord, that you would one day bring her to the point of conviction of her sins and seek repentance and forgiveness, Lord, and grant her eternal salvation. Lord, for Hazel and her her parents, the church here today, God, we we join together, Lord, dedicating and giving her over into the service of the Lord. Father, we pray for you to do a mighty work in her life. And God, that you would use her for kingdom purposes. And God, that you would just hold her close today and forevermore. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that we pray. Amen. We have a little gift for you, a certificate of dedication.
1: yeah,
2: you'll start early. There you can carry that down for. All righty, y'all give her a Thank y'all. That's good. Again, today is a, a special day that we have for uh, uh, the, the children's program. as I've mentioned a couple a couple of times this, uh, this Christmas season, this December has been one, One mixed up month, hadn't it? And so everything's changed from week to week, but that's all good. It's all God's plan. It's all God's time. And and so uh, this morning after after I pray, I'm going to turn it over to the children and, and they're going to present a Christmas program to you this morning. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we do thank you for the day. We thank you, Lord, for the service of today. We thank you for the season of the year. God, we thank you that we have the privilege to dedicate a child to you, to kingdom purposes. Father, we see that in Scripture where Mary and Joseph took Jesus to the temple. Father, we thank you for the gift of Jesus Christ. The reason we celebrate Christmas. We thank You, Lord, for His sinless life, for His obedience unto the Father, for His willingness to go to the cross, for for Him dying on the cross, for shedding His blood for the forgiveness of our sin. And God, for You to, to raise Him up out of that tomb on the third day, to raise Him to life, to prove that He is Your Son. And because He is Your Son, Father, we have the hope of eternal life when we trust in Him. Father, I pray today that if there's somebody here today that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, that today would be the day of their salvation. And oh, what a wonderful day it would be on Christmas Eve to be born anew in the kingdom of God. Lord, forgive us of our sins, Forgive us of our shortcomings. Help us, Lord, to be more like you tomorrow than we were today. Lord, comfort our hearts, fill our hearts with peace and joy and love. We know, God, that this time of year can also be a a difficult time of year. And so, Father, just help us to, to lift our eyes beyond the horizon and looking into your kingdom purposes, God, being reminded that we celebrate Christmas for the birth of the child. We celebrate Easter the resurrection of the crucified. And so Father today as we hear the story once again open our hearts and let us be filled with love, joy and hope. We'll give you praise and glory in Jesus name we pray. Amen.
3: Amen. Let's all stand together as we sing Go Tell It on the Mountain.
1: In those days, of Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken. This was the first census that took place. Uh, Cornelius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David because he belonged in the house and the town of David. He went to register Mary because she was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to a firstborn, a son. She laid him in, She wrapped him in cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. <music> shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over the flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause you great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David... Savior, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom His favor rests. The angels had left them and gone into heaven, and the shepherds said, oh, Let's go to Bethlehem and uh, see what happened, like the Lord uh, told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen them, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed of what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. We hope you have enjoyed the program about Jesus was born. Please sing sing with us till it on the mountain.
3: So this is not the ordinary time that we would do our program. And normally it's dark and we have lights. And, but there's a, a, a purpose that God had for us to be here this morning on Christmas Eve morning. I don't think in the 20-whatever years that we've been in, at this church we've ever done a children's program on Christmas Eve morning. And I don't think there is a better way that we could start our Christmas Eve. And we started with a program and then we had some questions boys and girls, y'all want to sit. You want to sit just a second? No, they're good. We started with a program that maybe we'll do next year, but we had some questions on, on our, in our time on Wednesday night, um, and some of those friends are not able to be with us this morning, but there was question about what this story was about. Um, who is Jesus, exactly? And so it occurred to me really quickly and plainly that we just needed to tell the story. And um, so our, our boys and girls have um, shared with you from the book of Luke, chapter 2, and I encourage you um, to do that with your family, to do it personally. Read that story again. And there's prophecy in the Old Testament about the coming of our Savior but, boys and girls, you know, Jesus came into the world just like we do as a baby. He, was, he wasn't born in a hospital like we are. okay? He was born in an in a animal cave. And he was laid in a feeding trough for the animals. And we certainly have the opportunity to be cared for in ways that Jesus was not. But he came, I heard Miss Mary say before we came in, he came to, to save us, and that tiny baby that you just told the story about came to save each one of you and our families out here, and he loves us so much, and so that's what we wanted you to know this morning, that Jesus loves you and that he came for all of us. So Merry Christmas. Our boys and girls are gonna get a little treat. I wanna recognize Miss Courtney over here. Y'all give Miss Courtney a big round of applause too. Miss Courtney is my right arm and my left arm, my right foot and my left foot. And thank you to Miss Courtney. But we have a little just Christmas treat for you. And boys and girls, I hope that as you celebrate Christmas today in families, that you will allow Jesus to be in the very center of everything that you do. Merry Christmas to you.
2: You know, we've all heard the Christmas story in so many different ways and, and performed in so many different ways, um, but no matter how many times you hear the story, no matter how many times you see the story played out, your heart is still filled with peace and love and joy and hope, because that is the essence of Christmas, isn't it? Turn with me, if you will, in your Bibles to Luke chapter 15. We're going to be in Luke chapter 15 and Luke chapter 2, and I know Luke chapter 15. Uh, it's the parable of the lost sheep, and you might be thinking, well, that's not a Christmas story, and no, it's not. But it's got shepherds in it. Okay, so we're going to try to make a a a, a connection there between Luke 15 and Luke chapter 2. Um, but I want to look at the mindset of the shepherds and 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 think about some of the. Some of the great uh, Israelite heroes, um, they were great shepherds. You had Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Joseph and Moses and and David. In Psalm 23, both Psalm 23 and Jesus compare God's care to the good shepherd. In, in in, In Luke chapter 15, verses 1 through 7, listen as I read along. It says, Now the tax collector and the sinners were all gathered around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats with them. And Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the ninety-nine in the open country and go to the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and carries him home then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says rejoice with me for I have found my lost sheep and I tell you the same I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not need to repent you know when you read that story when you hear that story for the modern day listener it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? Why would you leave the ninety-nine good healthy sheep and risk their their life to go out and find one that, that may be injured or harmed or may even be dead? You might think, well, that, that shepherd is acting foolishly, but in fact he loves that sheep so much that he went to find it. He went to save it. Shepherds are often depicted as as compassionate guardians and and leading and protecting their flocks and, and watching over them with, with care. <clears throat> you think about the Christmas story, and you think about the angels out on, I mean the, the shepherds out on the hillside, and they're they're watching over their flock and counting them and making sure they're they're all there, talking to each other, the the, the shepherds talking to each other, maybe, and and, and getting a count, and, and maybe making a plan, or or talking about what happened during the day. Maybe there were some dangers during the day, or or maybe they're making a plan for tomorrow. Which field are we going to tomorrow? Let's plan out what we have to do. And so they're sitting there talking, and and one minute they're they're talking quietly, you know, in, in the blackness of the. Of the winter sky, and the next moment the hillside is ablaze with light, blooming with, uh, booming with sounds of the angels speaking in a loud voice. In Luke chapter 2, verse 9, it says, And the angel, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Dropping down to verse 13, it says, And suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel. Praising God. Folks, this wasn't a distant appearance. This wasn't something that they saw out on the horizon. This was something up close and personal. The, the Greek word here literally means to stand nearby or, or stand in a specific place. And the glory of the Lord? The glory of the Lord was an overwhelming bright light. It was, it was bright and burning like a fire. Oh, and this wasn't just a, a, a few angels. It says it was an army of angels that had come to speak to Him. And in verse 10 it says, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. These angels were the first to evangelize when they said to the shepherds, I bring you good news. That good news that was born laying in a manger, and He was born to bring salvation to people like us. Verse 11, it says, and the angel said to Him, Today in the town of David, David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This Savior was born for everybody. And I know people will be thinking, I've done too much, or I've gone too far down the bad road, or I'm not worthy, and none of us are worthy. Any sin that we commit separates us from God, and we need a savior for that. So the Savior that was born is for everybody. And yes, he announced it to the the, the angel announced it to the lowly shepherds, But, but think about it the wealthy Magi also came to worship Him. Amen? He came to save the Jew and the Gentile, the rich and the poor and everybody in between. That's why everybody can celebrate Christmas. Amen? The angel told the shepherds in verse 12, this will be a sign to you that you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now again, there was a census being taken to The town was being overrun with people. There were were thousands of people there in in the town. And so it's very likely that there was another baby born or other babies born that very night. But the angel said, there's going to be something different about this one. This one the angel was talking about would be found not in a house, not under a nice roof and, and care, but in a stable, in a manger, in a cave. And that's how you're going to know that that is the Messiah. In verse 15 it says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord had told us about. It was in the town of Bethlehem that the shepherds found a Savior in the manger, and they, they fell down and worshipped Him. They fell down and worshipped Him because they recognized Him for who He was. He was their Savior. He was their Messiah. In verse 17 and 18, it says, When they had seen Him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed, at the sh- what the shepherds had said to them. Think about this. The, the nativity for those who see the Christ child as the Messiah, as the Savior, like the shepherds, it, it invites us to do and empowers us to do the, the, the in, unimaginable. The shepherds, why would they leave their, their, their flock on the hillside to go and find this Lamb of God. It doesn't make sense. In this parable, the the lost sheep, the shepherd saved the sheep when it's found. But in the story of Jesus' birth, the Lamb of God that's found in the stable saves the shepherd. That found Him. And in John chapter 10, verse 11, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down His life for the sheep. Jesus, the good shepherd, left heaven to die on this earth so that we could die on this earth and live in heaven. So when we read the Christmas story, when we read when we see the Christmas story being played out as we did this morning, as it was encouraged you to go and, and read it this evening, we find that this story requires several types of responses. We see that it, that, that we should be filled with great joy. That we, we should we we should praise him curiosity to find the truth the shepherds they were curious they wanted to go find out what was going on they wanted to go find out what the angels were talking about and then what did they do they they came and they bowed down and they worshiped Almighty God that was in that was in the manger and what did they do after that they got up and left and went back into the town going back to the hillside telling everybody they saw about Jesus amen go and tell. Go and tell it on the mountain. There was a sense of amazement. Everybody was amazed. There was meditation on, at the end of that chapter. It says, Mary and Joseph pondered these things in their heart. But one thing that this story does not have nowhere in this story do we find anything said about unbelief. There is no unbelief in the Christmas story everybody it calls us to believe let me ask you this morning what is going to be your response to the christmas story how will will your response be to the messiah the one that is born this christmas season will we fall down in worship will we be filled with joy will we be filled with amazement will we Have have a, a burden to go out and tell it on the mountain. To share with everybody we see and the people we know. For He came to seek and to save the lost. He came to seek and to save the Jew and the Gentile, the rich and the poor. He came to save me and you, if we accept Him. Let's pray together. Oh, Father, we thank you for the children's story of your birth. And as I said, God, there are so, so many different ways to tell the story. And every year there tries to be a new twist to it a new scene, a new look, a new variation in the songs. But Father, Your Gospel is the truth. And regardless of how we might spend the the, the look of the scenes or the, the music, whatever it is, Your Gospel is still the truth. The Gospel is still the same. The story is still the same. That You came that You left the glories of heaven, that You came into this earth and, and was born to a virgin Mary, You lived a sinless life, died a horrific death, and shed Your blood for us so that our sins could be forgiven and that God raised You from the dead to prove that Jesus is the Son of God. And that if we trust in You, we shall be saved. Father, we thank You for that promise. We thank You for the obedience of Your Son to make eternal life possible for us. And so God, whatever our response might be this morning, may it be true and authentic. Let us all be filled with great joy. Let praise be upon our lips. Let us search for the truth And God, burden our hearts to go and tell. For Father, there is no room for unbelief in the Christmas story. And so Father, hear our hearts this morning. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
4: over the hills and everywhere go tell it on the mountain that jesus christ is born while shepherds kept their watching or silent flocks by night